0: internet peeps, and welcome to another Big Trouble Little Podcast Plus, where we're going to be doing our top 10 of the decade, both gaming and movies. I am Jared Ups. I am Andy. Zach. 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 Zach is in the house. But, um, yeah, so, you know, the decade has ended, and we started a new one. We're in 2020, if anybody doesn't know. I hope you guys know. No, we're in twenty twenty. If not, shame on you. But uh I I guess we'll get into the gaming, so are we gonna talk I'm sorry.
1: I, I I'm taking taking a peek at the doc, you know, just thinking about what we're gonna talk about. Are we gonna talk sports news? <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that's for Big Trouble of the Podcast. We're going to be talking about the Astros for a little bit because I have... Good, because I've been reading about it all day. <laughs> yeah, i got a lot to talk about, and it's... I,
1: I, my opinion will be brief. But anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail. We, we, have, we have stuff to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so let's get into our gaming. So how we're going to do this is we're going to start from the bottom, like 10, and go all the way up. And we'll go across. It will probably be me... Zag and Andy, because Andy, you said you did your list a different way.
1: Yeah, I uh, I did not arrange them in best, second best, third best. I didn't. I couldn't find a way to make that work due to stuff like genre and and whatever. It's like, which is my favorite genre? Which one's the best example of a genre? Which one did I? You know, it, it was it was too difficult. Hmm. It was hard enough to choose ten things from ten years that I thought were best. So I just chose ten. And I'm really unhappy with the list, especially my movies list, because I'm sure later I'm going to think about something that should have been on there. But, eh, whatever. And then I put them in chronological order.
0: Okay. Zach, are you ready? Are you hype? Because we're going to start off with gaming, and I know you're into gaming.
2: Let me tell you something, Jack. I'm ready.
0: (laughs) And by the way, the little cross-promotion, me and Zach are going to be doing some getting some color, and we're going to be doing a kind of retro review of, Royal Rumble, the first one in 1988.
2: Yeah. What a maneuver.
0: Oh, God. Man, get off the commentary, but I digress. So let's start off with number 10 for me. And I chose this game because it was unique. It was probably one of the only games that scared me shitless, and it wasn't even a full game. It was a playable trailer and that is pt the hideo kojima uh silent hills game that was supposed to come out and then just never did pt was in in my short list but it didn't make it to the last 10 it's in my honorable mentions Mm -hmm. all right so zach what is your number 10.
2: uh I wanna I do want to give a quick shout out to PT. That totally slipped my mind, just because I didn't count it as a game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's kind of what, like it was <clears throat> in my list, and I was like, well, it, I want to count it because it's so cool and influential and unique, but eh, it's not a game, so I cut it.
2: And you know, you know how I feel about ten lists. So I also want to give some shout outs to some honorable mentions, real quick. Okay. I had uh, Bayonetta and the recent Spider-Man game didn't quite make the cut, but they came close. Man out of one. Yeah. I haven't played two yet, so I can't, I can't say, um, but my 10 is, uh, overwatch. Ooh. Okay. And that's just cause, uh, I had a lot of fun playing it and I got like a bunch of people I n- knew to play it somewhat consistently for a while. And that made it a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, But I liked it a lot just because it felt like kind of a throwback to like those old arena team shooters. And I I really felt like a game like that had been missing from the market for like a really long time. I still say that game has like some of the best art
1: direction of any game ever made, too.
2: Yeah, I agree with that, too. Um, I think that blizzards only sort of scratched the surface of what they could do with Overwatch, Overwatch as a whole. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna make a sequel that's something yeah so at least a sequel's coming out but i just mean like in terms of like multimedia kind of stuff people still want like some kind of more story from the game are there comics or not i'm confused about that they are comics but like i read one i got from a free comic day thing and it was just okay mm-hmm. so i don't know but that's 10 for me
0: okay andy what is your number 10 or could have been number 10 but you just did it a different way
1: yeah, like I said, it's just chronological quarter, so I'm going to start at 2010 and we'll work our way forward. I don't necessarily have one for every year. Real quick, uh, my honorable mentions, if anyone's interested, were Skyrim, Smash Brothers Ultimate, Portal 2, GTA 5, Spec Ops: The Line, Gear, Solid 5, Astrobot, PT, Super Mario Maker, and Rainbow Six Siege. But anyway, my actual number 10, again not numbered, is Rock Band 3. I spent so much time playing that game. Um, I thought it was really well rounded, put together. I thought harmonics made a astronomically great product with Rock Band 3. And it came out in 2010, just barely making the cut. So, good
2: one to open with. Rock Band 3 was the best one, in my opinion.
1: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll quickly throw some honorable mentions. I'll throw in um, Spider-Man, the the recent game that came out on PlayStation, because that did not make my top 10. And I will put Portal 2, because Portal 2 was pretty good. I love that they had co-op in that game. Yeah. The uh, story
1: was cool, as hell too
0: yep number nine for me i i almost made this an honorable mention but i chose this game because it really had me on the edge of my seat every chapter and this was probably the only game that i actually was uh, like the whole episodic thing to it just based off because it was off of a show so i chose telltale's walking dead season one I thought it had a really good story and I think the chemistry between every voice actor was amazing. What about you, Zach? What's your number nine? Uh,
2: Mario Kart eight. Fuck that's on my list too. Well, <laughs> there's no rule saying we can't share games. I know, <laughs> but, uh, it came out in 2014. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't mention, I guess I should mention the years. Overwatch was 16. Um, Yeah, I I chose Mario Kart 8 because it was probably the most fun I had playing a Mario Kart game since 64. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mario Kart 64 and Mario Kart 8 are the best ones. And anyone who disagrees is wrong. (laughs) But uh, I've always had kind of a soft spot for Super Mario Kart. Uh, But yeah, 64 was like the best one, I think, up until like, this one came out, and I've played some of the other ones too. Not all of them. Like I still haven't played Double Dash on GameCube. I always heard that game was like really cool, but I just I haven't gotten around to getting it. It's a
1: lot of fun, but it's it's not as fun as Eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't know. There's really not much else to say about it. It's they kind of do the hang glider thing. Did they? Was that on a 3DS game? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, it was Seven had that.
2: Oh, okay. They brought the hang glider thing and all that other stuff from that, I guess.
0: But it was, it was really cool. All right, Andy, you're next.
1: I don't know. I'm tempted to just dogpile on Mario Kart 8 because, like I said, it's on my list, and otherwise I'd just be coming back to it, which seems like a waste of time. So Mario Kart 8... Um, 2014, it was the reason I bought a Wii U. I remember I just started bartending and I saved up all my tips. Like, I was still getting paid, obviously, and that money just went toward like bills and like adult shit. But all of my tips I kept putting aside specifically so I could go. And one night after we closed, which was two in the morning, of course, I stopped at a Walmart and bought a Wii U with Mario Kart 8 after I had enough for it. That was really thrilling. And that game, that game is just super fun. I have a lot of memories playing it with my roommate, my friends, blah, blah, blah. Mario Kart 8 is the best one. And I do like it, um, it's really, it's always really hard to decide which one I like more, but you'll notice Mario Kart 8 made the cut to my top 10 and uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate did, which is
0: weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also played a lot of Mario, Mario Kart 8 in, back in the day, we should, yes, go, we, did. we should get back on that, actually.
1: Yeah, do you have it on Switch, too? Mm-hmm.
0: Good. Yeah, so my number eight is kind of going back on what Zach was uh, said on his number 10 and that was overwatch. Uh, I probably this is probably the most blizzard game that I've ever played uh, that's beyond Starcraft 2 beyond Diablo 2 and three and even World of Warcraft. I, I think the only thing that comes close to me playing more than overwatch was uh, the Warcraft games the real-time strategy but i liked overwatch because it was unique and it's gonna sound pretty snowflakey i guess is i i dig the whole participation uh kill thing where even if you did touch him like one bullet you'd get like the kill or something like that
2: yeah i liked in that game i'm just gonna add to what you're saying that like even if you're strictly a support character, you still really feel like you're contributing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like you could just totally suck ass at shooting, and still play this game and contribute something.
0: Yeah, and that's what I really liked about it. But Zach, you're up next. What is your game?
2: Uh, number eight is Diablo Three: Reaper of Souls or the Ultimate Evil Edition, whatever the hell you want to call it, <laughs> because. Like, I know there's caveat here, because when Diablo 3 came out, some people didn't really like it that much. Um, I, I liked it just fine when it came out. I didn't really think it had any real serious issues or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Reaper of Souls came out, it kind of pushed the game further, kind of like when the old expansion for Diablo 2 came out.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's like, when when you get that, you can't really imagine going ever going back to vanilla. So, essentially... When somebody's talking about Diablo two, they're talking about Lord of Destruction. Hmm. They're 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 talking about when you have the expansion. Same goes for Warcraft three. When you talk about Warcraft three, you're you're actually talking about also Frozen Throne, (laughs) like. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I know. Diablo four is coming out though, and I'm pretty hyped about that. But I'm still looking back pretty fondly on three. Okay, cool.
0: Andy, what about you? Alright, uh, if any, if any picks on my list are
1: going to cause some eye rolls this will be the one but uh, I played a lot of it and so did every other soul on the planet in 2011 minecraft came out and. Uh, say what you want the games fun God damn it, it's so great I uh, I would always turn off the enemies and just like mine and build it's just it's mindless autistic fun Mhm.
0: I, I used to roll my eyes with that game, but I kind of dig it now, but I that didn't make my top ten at all All right, my number seven is a game that had an all-star voice acting and also all-star kind of uh, face recognition and it was probably Hyped up a lot and that is Mass Effect 2 for EA. I, this is probably the best Mass Effect game that came out uh, this was on a lot of people's like best decade game lists, I noticed. Mm-hmm, because the stories were amazing, and it, it was probably one of the top sci-fi stories out there, and the things that you could do in this game is just really cool, and they always make that joke that you could have sex with an alien in this game, but whatever. Yeah. Alright, Zach. what and punch about- a reporter. <laughs> yeah, that too. I forgot about that.
2: That was my favorite part. <laughs>
0: Zach,
2: what's your uh, number seven? Uh, My number seven is Mortal Kombat from 2011, which was kind of like the the reboot of Mortal Kombat, essentially. Um,
1: So, not the most recent one. Then
2: this is this one was
1: ten or something.
2: No, this was this technically it's nine. Nine, okay. Yeah. Um, When this uh, man before this came out. I was kind of like burned out on Mortal Kombat. Um, the people call them the 3D games, the ones that came out on PS2 and GameCube and stuff around that time. Uh, I didn't really have as much fun with those as I used to the old ones. I didn't think that they were as good. And it had been a long time since like there was a good Mortal Kombat game to me. So when this one came out and it did like all the the fan service stuff, right? And it was like you were revisiting like, all the areas from like the original three games and it had pretty much everybody you wanted in it too. Mm -hmm. And everybody played like just how they would, except it was all jazzed up because it was like 2.5 D 2 D 3 D, whatever you want to call it. And they had the x-ray moves, you know, and the fate, the fatalities didn't get, they weren't quite super insane yet like they are now, Mm -hmm. but they're still pretty fun.
0: Kind of not going off of your game, but the same, uh, franchise but the new mortal kombat didn't they come up with a thing called quitality now that if you quit it turns into like an automatic fatality or did i just read that wrong
2: quitality i think it's like your your character's head explodes or they kill themselves or some shit (laughs) i haven't really played online with it yet just uh i I just never really got around to trying it so i don't know what it looks like
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right andy you're up next all right, I
1: chose this next game. Uh, not, I mean, the game itself is great. It's a masterpiece, and people always point to it as such. I chose it more for like what it represents. I know that sounds douchey and weird, but uh, a <laughs> journey, just because, um, like, it kind of opened the door for a lot of people to start realizing not just smaller games can be great, but also um, it's always one of the the bullet points of people's uh, mm. games as art argument. So, just, just two, those two things alone. And plus, also, the game's super fun. It's just too short, but it's so charming and it, it's a genuine adventure. I don't Journey.
0: Well, Journey, I still haven't got around to it, but I've always heard it has a sad ending, but like, I, not a sad ending, but it makes you cry at the end. It's melancholy, it's not sad. Okay. Cool. My number six is going to be quick because we kind of did talk about it, but I had the most fun playing this game with you, Andy, uh, also Adam, and I don't know if, Zach, you played with us in any of those matches, but Mario Kart 8 is my number six.
2: Yeah, we all have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I played with you guys a few times.
0: Cool. Yeah, so that game's fucking amazing. So, Zach, what is your number six?
2: Uh, Super Street Fighter Four, which was 2010. I knew
0: I forgot as Street Fighter in there.
2: <laughs> Street Fighter Four by itself was pretty great. Uh, you don't understand when that came out; like I was so ecstatic, and the fact that it was good just made it better. Mm-hmm. He was uh, buying it for other people, even. I was, and that was five. Well, I think I bought you four one time for a birthday or something. No, something like that. But like, uh, it's just, there was. Like, Street Fighter as a franchise pretty much died, became inert in, like, 1999. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that was, The Third Strike came out, and that was the last game, pretty much. So, we're talking, like, when the original Vanilla 4 came out, it was, like, 10 years. And there was no more 2D fighters, pretty much. And that came out, and it kind of re-sparked the fighting genre back again into, like, relative popularity. I wouldn't call it a top genre by any means anymore, but there's a couple, there's a handful of games that still retain like big audience these days, which is better than what it was. Yeah. But uh, super added all the characters and added more uh, gameplay stuff. And that's why I, I picked it. And Besides the vanilla was, it was just better than vanilla. I always liked the story mode in
0: Four an awful lot.
2: Yeah, it was cool.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Andy, you're, you're up next.
1: Uh, where's this put me? Oh, here it is. Uh, this game is the reason I got PlayStation VR and won't shut up about VR games since. This game is hilariously fun, and, uh, basically every time I have someone over, it's like, oh, you want to try VR? It's got to be this. Uh, Hot VR is great. I I fucking love that game. It's the best. Uh, Honestly, if we were ranking them, like, one through ten, or we are, it's just I'm not, Super Hot would be near the top, just because it's so genuinely fun like it's on like a real base level fun mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I've seen you stream it and you're always having a blast playing that game so yeah, it's hilarious I love that game my number 5 re I guess reinvented or maybe rejuvenated I don't even know what word I just said but rejuvenated the franchise and that is Doom 2016. That's on my list, too. I The fucking soundtrack is rad, the fucking gameplay is rad, and the graphics are fucking amazing. So, I've chosen Doom as my number five. What about you, Zach?
2: I also chose Doom as my number five.
1: <laughs> that's so weird because even even though i ranked mine in chronological order doom came out in 2016 just like super hot vr so doom's next on my list too
2: where <laughs> you go i don't have to say doom came out in 2016 now <laughs>
1: what? Doom, doom, doom is the only now, if if uh, if we could time travel and and put this exact show exactly a decade ago, my top list of games from that decade would have a bunch of shooters on it, just because that's who I was back then. I uh, used to play a lot more of the Tom Clancy games, Gears, Halo, stuff like that. But now shooters, eh, you know, uh, like I said, my short list had uh, Rainbow Six Siege on it, and it had. Spec Ops the line, but Spec Ops isn't on there because it's a fun shooter. It's on there because it does something really interesting with the story and the narrative. But Doom is just exactly what a shooter needs to be. It's quick, and it's interesting, and it's fun to play. It's gory. The soundtrack's amazing. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. That's how much I like that soundtrack.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say, you guys both pretty much filled in the blanks for me. All I can say is it's probably some of the most fun I've had playing a game ever uh, in my life so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just, I, I would get so into the combat, like, it, like I would get, like, pumped up while I'm, like, doing the, the combat arenas. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm killing all these fucking guys, yes! Like, it's freaking me out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> freak out. Um, yeah,
2: freak out, brother. Yeah.
0: Um, This was probably one of the very few games that I've beaten it on hard mode. Oh. So... I really liked him. But my number four is a game that would surprise people because you would think it would be higher since it's one of my favorite franchises. But there are other games that were just way more better than this game, and that is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I figured you guys would bring that one up. Yeah, I, I like how they retold the Resident Evil 2 story, not scene by scene, but enough to be like, oh, I remember that in Resident Evil 2, but in a different way. And the shooting was good. It, it it was all around good. And Mr. X was fucking terrifying, even though he was very slow. And by God, we'll talk about this in the Big Trouble Podcast, episode 91. Nemesis looks fucking scary. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for that episode. But uh, Zach, what about you? What's your number four?
2: Resident Evil 2. Wow, this is weird. <laughs> it is weird. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you're, like, a longtime Resident Evil fan, like, you've been waiting on this game forever, ever since the remake of the first game in 2002. Because immediately your, your thoughts turn to, oh, will they do the second one? Like, and that's what everybody kind of thought for the longest time. They'll do it someday, right? Well, it never happened until, like, last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it literally took, like, 20 years to do. So remake two is definitely better than seven.
0: Yes, I, I I think so.
2: Yeah, but seven is still cool. Like it's still very, it's unique in its own way, and it's worth
0: playing. Hmm. Um, I say keep an eye out for the Nemesis Project because I have a lot of shit talking about Resident Evil Seven.
2: <laughs> oh damn! Well, we might disagree some on that one. 20 hmm. wimps should play it in VR. I mean, I I have played it in VR. It, it, Danny's house, and he because he's scared to play it. I played it for him. It's too scary, it's <laughs> not scary, <laughs> but that's all I got for Resident Evil 2. I don't know. Right,
0: so far, we're copying each other. I know that Z- uh, Andy didn't play Resident Evil 2, so he's not gonna be copying it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like
1: that game, what I've seen of it, but obviously, I won't copy it. Um, again, we're just going to crawl on to border. the third game on my list from 2016 uh, Persona 5. It's one of the best JRPGs I've played in my entire life. If I made a top 10 list of games ever, Persona 5 would have a really high chance of turning up. Um, All the characters are great. It's another soundtrack I own on vinyl. I just realized how many of these? One, two, three. I own three of these games on uh, soundtracks on vinyl on my list. That's weird. But uh, Persona 5 is great. Um, I'm excited that there's... Uh, sort of sequel coming out, and that also they're going to redo it. Uh, percent of five royal. I don't know if I'll pick that up or not. Like, oh, yeah. I, I beating that game took like uh, 80 to 120 hours. I can't remember exactly how much, but man, it's fucking long. But now they're going to make another one that is Switch exclusive that hasn't technically been announced for North America yet. But everyone's pretty sure we're going to get it. God, I hope so. And it does take place immediately after that. I'm super hyped for that.
0: Yeah, I might have to pick it up. Um, scramble it's called so my number three is a nintendo title and it's probably my top rated mario game It's odyssey and it's mario odyssey
1: of course it is yeah
0: because (laughs) i had fun with this game uh some people might say it's a little easy but it was like fun easy to the point it made me want to collect all the collectibles and I am still doing that. And, uh, hopefully I will get there one day because I, I'm doing Luigi's mansion now and that, that could have made the list, but it didn't.
1: Luigi's mansion is great, but it's not Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey is like one of the most finally it's on my list too. That's why I'm jumping here. Um, it's like one of those finally crafted, uh, Platformers ever. It, it's it's got charm to spare. Uh, it's another great soundtrack. I don't own that one on vinyl though, which is sad. Mm-hmm. I would like to. That kick ass. Uh, yeah, Mario Odyssey is just great. I talked a lot about it. We did a year end awards show in 2017, and I ranked it over Breath of the Wild. And I still flip flop on that sentiment all the time. But Odyssey is just you can't play the game and not have a smile on your face. It's impossible.
0: Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, we the voting was tied for Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, and then it came, yeah. it came down to a Metacritic uh, tiebreaker, and I believe Odyssey was one point higher than Breath of the Wild. It still is just barely higher. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, you're number three.
2: Uh, StarCraft Two: Wings of Liberty. Hmm. 2010. Uh, it's another case of you know play this great game from 20 years ago and wait on the sequel. <laughs> and that takes forever to come out. Uh, so that has a lot to do with it. The other part of it is it pretty much delivered on still being great when it came out. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, like especially nowadays, there really aren't a lot of RTS games anymore. I'd almost argue that's like a, a borderline dead genre. The only ones there are seem to be
1: remakes and remasters and stuff like that like no one's doing anything original in rtss anymore
2: No, like uh, uh, this uh really this was the first installment of a sort of a trilogy because they they split off each campaign into like its own game slash expansion so this was like the the first game was the terran game and to me it's also the best campaign uh it really amped up like all the storytelling and cutscenes and everything. I don't know if dubs played it or anything. I don't think Andy's ever played
0: it. I played it. I, I only played more multiplayer than single player. Oh, I tried I, to,
2: play, I
1: tried to play a demo of it way back when it came out, my computer like misbehaved. So I had to <laughs> abandon that.
2: You had to correct it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's what I most, uh, most remember doing about with that game is like, I was, I got really into the story of it and, uh, I did play my fair share of multiplayer on it too. It was a lot of fun. I spent pretty much the latter half of that year playing that game.
0: What was your alliance? Mine was Zerg.
2: Um, I I always lean more towards Protoss. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes back to even the first game, just because it, it it fits my play style more. I I I'm better at controlling smaller groups of like really powerful units than doing a bunch of like. Uh, Oh, hell, what do you call it? My, macro managing mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's, it's a micro or what, whichever it is. Like when you play Zerg, you have to control fuck tons of units at once. And I could I could never really get the hang of that. I don't I'm, I'm terrible at playing Zerg.
0: <laughs> cool. Now, Andy, were you adding that Mario Odyssey was pretty much your number three? Were you adding to that or did you? Want to... Yeah, pretty
1: much. Uh, the last three games on my list all came out in 2017 so we might as well just say Mario Odyssey was there at number three because I mean as long as I'm just doing it chronologically. Yeah, I already added it to yours, Mario Odyssey. Um I was thinking really hard the other day about what my favorite Mario game is. And it's really hard because I have a sweet I have a soft spot for Mario Sixty Four and Mario Brothers three and Odyssey. But man, Odyssey is just I don't know, so well put together. It it might be my favorite. Mm-hmm which is kind of blasphemous for someone as old
0: as I am, but
1: the game's really good.
0: Yeah, and I agree. Uh, my number two, this was a hard one between the number one and number two because I had such, it, this game had such an impact on me, on the story where it made me go, man, would I do that if I was that character? And this game had good voice acting. It was a really long game to play. And that is Last of Us. So, what I said by the what what I've done with that character is what Joel did at the end, and I won't say the ending because that's, I'm not being a dick because that's a really long game, and to get to that point and you know say the ending would be a dick move, but it made me think would I've done that, and not a lot of games do that. Mostly movies do that where I go. Man, would I, would I would have done that if I was that character? Maybe. I don't know.
2: Did you say that game was really long? It was. I thought I was, it was short. I heard it was short. It, I didn't think it was that long. It, I thought it was like 10 hours or something. Yeah, it's like 10 or 12 hours.
0: It, it Maybe it felt, it felt long. It, it felt long. It definitely did feel long. And maybe the storytelling and the gameplay, how it did it, made it feel long.
2: You go on a journey. Don't they like, I forget, don't they divvy that up by seasons? Mm-hmm. yeah it's like a, the chapter is like summer fall winter uh, yeah yeah but usually right.
0: like usually like other i want to say normal games because it, in other games like 10 hours that you'd be able to finish that in a day to me this took me two or three days maybe because i'm an adult and i had work and all, all the adult things so maybe that's played a factor but I don't
2: know. Last of Us is my number two. Zach, what about you? Hey, that rhymed. Uh, my number two is Sonic
1: Mania. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs>
2: 2017.
1: I have to go last, so everyone keeps stealing all mine. Like Sonic Mania is my next question.
2: <laughs> Again, familiar story. Oh, my God. I, Sonic was awful for... The the, the years. debatable, depending on your stance on the Dreamcast games. But... Uh, pretty much you could say Sonic was bad for like 20 years or so.
1: Oh, yeah. 20 years, no problem.
2: The, the last
1: debatably good Sonic game, well, most people would say Adventure 2. I say Adventure 1 in 1999, but, uh, yeah, it was like decades before there was a truly great game. And as far as like this gameplay style goes, uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles was 94? 94. 94. Yeah, 94. And it's just, they nailed it. They had a perfect formula. And then they just don't do anything with it for decades. And then not only, it's just, even the story behind this game is just fantastic because it was made by people who loved the Sonic game so much that they made stuff on their own. So Sega said, oh, you guys want to make a Sonic game? Maybe it'll be decent. And then it was like fantastic. And a blue Sonic Force is right out of the water. Mm. <laughs> Sonic Mania is great. And this is the other game on my list. I have the soundtrack on vinyl, too.
2: <laughs> Same here. It's it, it gave me a lot of warm, fuzzy feelings. It felt just like that that missing sequel we never got.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And, it, like, I loved everything about it. There, there's really nothing I dislike about that game. Yeah, they, like,
1: if someone said improve Sonic Mania or die, I'd be dead because there's make no a, way to
2: do it. Make a sequel. Give me more.
1: Yeah, where's the <laughs> sequel? Like, I want a sequel that has, like, Chaotix in it. Oh,
0: that'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic Mania two. You just gotta get Vince McMahon to do the intro. Um so Andy, that was your number dose? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. My number yep. my number one of the decade beat Last of Us, and here's the reason why it beat the last of us. They pretty much had the same good voice acting, same Great cinematic scenes and great. Um, trying to think of, I'm trying to think of another thing that it, oh the the soundtrack was good. Both soundtracks are really amazing for God of War. Oh, I just spoiled it. Well, the God of <laughs> War, <laughs> it's God of War. God of War. And the only reason why he beat Last of Us is because Last of Us had a, a repetitive gameplay a little bit and n- nothing really. I guess the crafting system was great in Last of Us, but God of War took it to a whole new level.
2: Not, Naughty Dog's weakness, in my opinion, is gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's never, like, real in-depth.
0: Yeah, Santa Monica Studios did great with God of War. And I, that was another story where I was just like, wow. And then the the, the end credits scene was like, holy shit. But, uh, yeah, that's my number one. Zach, what about you?
2: Mine uh, is Batman Arkham City, That almost,
0: 2011. That almost made
1: my list. Yeah, well, I, I considered that one myself. That game's just great.
2: I loved Arkham Asylum, but that was 2009. I think it was 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, this game came relatively quickly for, for a sequel to that, and it totally just took it even further. Yeah, it did exactly what everyone wanted too. Like everyone was like, "Oh, Arkham Sol great, but I want to be in go- I want to be in all of Gotham." And they are like, fine. We'll fucking do it then. People have wanted that game since video games started. I think yes. if, if they if they happen to like Batman and like video games, imagine that shit crosses over. I can't. <laughs> like uh, that, that, it's pretty much fulfills like a a, a very long lived wish of like, man, I just want to play a Batman game where I just go around the city and fuck people up and just do Batman shit in the city set the cityscape well I got it and I got it twice Cause actually I got it three times because there was Arkham Origins and then there was Arkham Knight mm-hmm. Arkham Origins was okay uh, Arkham Knight was pretty good but they they slipped they, they slipped when they made that one because they used to have like the fun little uh, combat and stealth challenges mm-hmm. and they made that you had to pay for it DLC and I thought that was kind of shitty the Brothers that. Entertainment for you, they, they offered it free in this game, but they make you pay for it. And what is allegedly supposed to be the last one? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. All right, so Andy, what is your final game that you pick? Uh,
1: the final one, also in 2017, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I know it's on everyone's fucking list all over the internet. But man, that game really did make me feel like I was the one on an adventure. Like I was the one who's screwing around. Um, uh, Skyrim has this a little bit, most MMOs do, but I feel like Breath of the Wild was the one that took it out of me the most in that, oh, what's that? I wanna go do that. Oh, I'm gonna climb that mountain. Oh, there's trees over here. Oh, I'm going. Oh, wait, what was I supposed to be doing? And then like you're like six tasks down the road and you remember oh, I'm supposed to be going up to Kakarino Village to talk to some old person. I need to get back on that. And uh, uh, the, the DLC was good. The art direction of that game is so cool. I love the way all the shrines look. Um, what a launch title. Like arguably one of the best launch titles for any console ever. And I know it was on the Wii U too, but that doesn't matter.
2: Uh, yeah, game's great. Don't, oh, I got a question. Don't all the Zelda games make you feel like you're the one adventuring screwing around? They do, but Breath of the Wild
1: way more so. The um, second place would be, uh, um, Uh, Wind Waker I think like they all make me feel like oh it's adventure time I'm out here doing stuff but I mean Breath of the Wild like I would not since I was a kid would I play a game and just lose sense of time completely and then it's three or four in the morning like that just doesn't happen to me anymore I've got an adult brain I gotta go work I gotta do whatever Uh, Breath of the Wild did that all the time and it's uh, I I don't know it's just everything right down to mundane stuff like cooking it's just fun and I like doing it I want to see Link succeed because Link is me
0: mm-hmm. huh. and if you want to climb that mountain you can
1: you
2: can unless it rains
0: <laughs> I've seen it <laughs> if it rains you're fucked but, uh, we,
2: didn't really, yeah. we didn't really argue with each other on these I'm I like, figured there might be like really you put that on there like once mm-hmm. didn't really happen
1: <laughs> I thought I would get that with either Journey or Minecraft but I guess not
0: no they're a good game now, maybe movies might be a little confrontational. Now, Andy, would you want to go number one since you went last, or? I guess. I, I don't think our movies are going to have a lot of uh, overlap, but hell,
1: we'll do it. I did the same thing with movies. I did them in uh, just chronological order, so we'll just start back in 2010 with me. But um, the Coen Brothers version of True Grit is the first one on my list. Okay. It came, it came out in 2010. Um they, oh, stayed, they stayed closer to the actual book, which I think helped a lot because it's really hard to outdo True Grit with with John Wayne in it. So they just said, you know, we're just going to do our own thing. And boy, did they ever. Everyone in that movie acts their ass off. They do a great job. And it's just, I love Westerns. That's just one of my favorite genres. So, And, and Coen Brothers are one of my favorite directors, the, the two-headed directors. So that seemed obvious. True Grit's on my list.
0: I forgot
2: about that movie.
0: All right, Zach, what is your number 10 movie of the decade?
2: Okay. I'm going to just say this ahead of time. Uh, my list is probably either really disappointing or, like, super normie, however you want to look at it. Comic book movie, comic
1: book movie, comic
2: book movie? There's a few on here. Okay. Uh, but, like, it's not all of them. But, uh, like, I don't know, like, I see, I forgot about True Grit, because back then when that came out, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't know, I just watched the movies, like, oh, I like that movie, and I didn't really think about it ever again. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean. That's all I did.
1: Yeah, I, I think the movie list was
0: the harder of the two, far and away, to do, because I know I'm going to think about stuff later, I'm very unhappy with my list. By the see, way. Like vi- oh, go ahead. Sorry, Fish Cat is now hosting us, so thank you, Fish Cat. Thank you. Thank you.
2: But, um anyway like unlike the video game list I, I told dubs this like when we were chatting the other day I'm like if anything this shows like I play way more video games and I watch movies <laughs> this was still easy for me to do but like I don't get all tied up about like oh I, I can only think of 10 this is so hard it's just the, the 10 that I can think of that are really good in my opinion is all I can do and this could change this will probably change in a few years because there's still a bunch of movies in this decade I haven't seen. Me too. That I, wa- that I wanted to, I just didn't get around to it. There's, 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 a, there's like 12 movies I wanted to see this year I didn't get to
1: see. Forget the decade.
0: I actually watched a movie recently that made my top 10 for this de- for this decade thing. So, well,
2: we we both already know what that is. But mm-hmm. well, with that out of the way, uh, I put Klaus at 10. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yes, I did. I did that because I. It was just really good, I thought, and to top that off, um, I felt like it could be a, a new Christmas classic. That's that's why I put it here.
1: Yeah, if you want to hear more about all of our opinions on Klaus, go back and listen to our Klaus episode last month. Like
2: I, I just really felt like this could be like a movie that would stay in Christmas movie rotation.
1: Mm. But, it's yeah. a good movie. It's, it's well voice acted, and it's got charm to spare.
0: Okay, number 10 was also a old episode with me and Andy back in the day. Um, this was a Guern- Gu- Guern- Guillermo
1: del Toro. <laughs>
0: there we go. I'm having- Yo,
1: Guillermo del Taco. G-Man <laughs> G- G- the Taco.
0: <laughs> Dead Man. Uh, I really man. <laughs> like this movie. I thought it had a great love story. I really like how it was shot. And...
1: Everyone already knows what you're talking about. Just say "Shape
0: of Water. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. It's the,
1: it's, it's the only it's the only
0: love movie he's directed, to my knowledge. I've never seen Crimson Peak, though. I
2: have no idea what that movie's about. Mm. That movie was just okay. Uh, I was disappointed.
0: I mean, Pacific Rim might be, like, you know, love of robots. Oh, well. Brotherly love. Got right. the brother. Brother Andy. Brother. What is your not so number 9 but number 9 pick.
1: In 2011, Nicholas Winding Refn graced us with the movie drive. This movie would be on my top 10 movies of all time possibly. I fucking love the movie drive. It's so cool. So cool. <laughs> uh it's it's a really basic story. Um it's what made me fall in love also not just with uh, Nicholas Winding Refn but also Ryan Gosling. Uh in every movie, in most of the movies he's in, definitely every movie he's ever been directed by Refn in, he's just like really quiet and doesn't say anything and it seems like it would be boring and it should be, kind of, but I don't know, he just has like a presence on screen that's that's really good yeah. and I, I, drives such a basic story, but like it, it's it's perfect at like having, having that one tone and then out of nowhere someone gets killed on a roadside, illuminated by brake lights, just a bam, and there's suddenly like a like a bunch of emotions in the movie, and then it tries to calm you back down, but it's too late. You're 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 tense now. What's gonna happen next?
0: Hmm. Interesting. But Zach, what is your number nine, brother?
2: Well, brother, it's Endgame. <laughs> I put Avengers Endgame on here.
1: Do you like Endgame more than Infinity War?
2: Um. Yeah, yes.
1: Oh, okay. Infinity War almost made my list. It's on my my honorable mentions I didn't bother to name.
2: It's it's not like by some kind of huge margin or anything. Hmm. Uh it's I consider them about equal, I think. But this one gets the hair over it because it's just, it's the end. It's the culmination of this whole journey of the mcu thing
1: that makes that makes sense i mean honestly like i always poo poo comic book movies but i mean it's it's something that's never been done before like all of these this decades worth of bullshit all coming up to this little
0: one film event i get it Mm -hmm. yeah it's a cinematic event all right so my number nine um despite what
2: martin says sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't worry two of them, two comic book movies have made my top ten, and you probably already know it already. One of them is Endgame somewhere. But, um, my my number nine, I recently watched and it's not on my fucking tempo. Uh, That is Whiplash. Uh, I've meant
1: to watch that movie for
0: years. Years Mm -hmm. I've been meaning to watch that movie and I still haven't seen it. I was sitting down on my recliner in my living room and I was like, what movie should I rent? And... Rashomon. <laughs> I I went past the old Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and I'm like, hmm, J.K. Simmons, what else has he done? <laughs> Whiplash, famously. Yeah. And then I, I was like, Whiplash. Portal 2, actually,
1: too, come to think of it.
0: We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> yeah, Wh- Wh- Whiplash was on there, and man, that film is fucking intense. Um, it made practicing jazz music like it's a thriller. And it's really fucking good, the story. It, it, you ever see the movie Black Swan? Yes. It kind of has the same themes of what Black Swan was for this really? movie. Oh. So I highly recommend it. It definitely uh, deserved the nomination for for the Oscars. I don't know if it won anything in the Oscars. I don't remember.
1: I, I'm pretty sure it did i don't know all i can remember is like one of the posters for it is just the reviews and it's just amazing phenomenal fantastic the best awesome
0: i'll i'll explain a uh, scene real quick so the kid who's doing the drums and jk simmons is like the instructor uh they're practicing for a uh concert coming up and he's doing the drums and jk simmons goes you're dragging too much, you're rushing too much, can you get on my tempo, please? So, he starts to play, and all of a sudden, J.K. Simmons just fucking hurls a chair at his head. He's like, do you want to know why I hurled a a chair at your head? And he just he's like, I don't know why. And he's like, you're not on my fucking tempo! And then he just goes up to him, he's like, count to four. Like, one, two, three, four, and he slaps him, and he's like, am I dragging or am I rushing? It's fucking intense. I highly recommend it. All right, so Andy, we're back to you. What is your number
1: eight? Hey, speaking of Marty, it's one of his movies. It's Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Obviously, he's made a ton of great movies. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I was surprised I put on this list because I really liked that movie, but I didn't think it was like top gen of the decade kind of thing. But the more I think about it, I've rewatched that movie at least like every other year since it came out, sometimes more often. And I thought about putting like Silence or something a little more like classy from Scorsese or The Irishman for that matter on the list, but uh, of Wall Street is just such a I've, I've said the word fun too much in this one episode. But it's it's a fun movie to watch. Um I like seeing all the terrible 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 shit that he gets into and And the movie's entertaining. I I liked Wolf of Wall Street a lot, and it's got a lot of the Scorsese um, hallmarks in it,
0: like, directorial-wise. Goodness. All right. Zach, what about your number eight? You know, we
2: live in a society... No, it's Joker. (laughs) (laughs) I I put Joker on
0: here. I forgot to put that that on my list, but I'm not changing it. It was in my short list. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: it made it. Um... I thought we all agreed it was just okay, four out of five.
2: Is four out of five okay? Uh, I don't think that's okay. I thought okay would be three out of five. I, mean, I,
1: figured, I figured the list would be all your five out of fives.
2: I mean, in this decade, there weren't, I'm being honest, there weren't a lot of movies to me that were, like, spectacularly amazing. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, I get it. Like, <clears throat> uh, but I really like this. I mean, we had a whole fucking episode on this thing what else can i really say about it yeah go back and
1: listen to that episode if you want to know no, i'm not gonna be i'm culture. not gonna be an
2: asshole and just say that i hate when people do that <laughs> <laughs> but, but like uh it's just i don't i really like this take on the character and everything and i thought it was you know, a good story people could say Ooh, it's just baby's first taxi driver some bullshit if they want but uh I don't know. I thought it it was still a different kind of story. It's still like some guy's life is shitty and he has some problems and uh, his problems happen to make him into the Joker. (laughs) But, yeah.
0: And it was a big debate when we did that episode too. So, highly recommend it if you go listen to it.
2: That's how you plug. Mm -hmm.
0: My number eight. uh, Can I just name eight and seven really quick because they're both intertwined. Sure. Alright, so there I, are no rules. I chose eight to be Avengers Infinity War. I thought it was really fucking amazing that a bad guy won at the end and there was pretty much a cliffhanger to be like, ha bitch, I'm Thanos, and that's where all the memes came where you know you snap the finger.
1: <laughs> yeah. What did it cost? Everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then to move on to number seven for me. Uh, I chose uh, Avengers Endgame because I thought it fucking ended Iron Man's Captain America's and pretty much Thanos' like, story arc in a way. Because they were building on the Thanos. I mean, not,
1: not just in a way,
0: like literally. Two, yeah.
1: two of those characters die, so that's pretty finite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was just fucking amazing. And that's probably the. Not a lot of superhero movies make my, my top 10 list because I'm tired of them. But those, definitely good storytelling and good movies. So, Andy, what is your number seven?
1: I'm going to do – I'm going to jump one out of order because, like I said, they're just chronological. But we're talking about comic books anyway, and Zach brought up Joker, and I wanted to bring up the movie that I put on here instead of Joker because I like westerns so much. I put Logan on my list. Ooh. Logan was, um, like, everyone told me it was going to be good and that I should go see it and do this, that, and the other. And I was like, "What? it's a comic book movie. Okay, guys, I'll see it eventually. No worries. And finally, I saw it. I was like, holy shit, this movie's great. Uh, that, it's it's such an interesting story, and it's technically a comic book movie. I feel like um, it's it, it kind of pushes that definition even more so than Joker, but I like that. I like that both Joker and Logan have come along to be like, look, a comic book movie doesn't have to just be Spider-Man's origin story again. It can be yeah. these other things. Look how great they are. So I want more of that. I want more Joker. I want more Logan. I want more comic book movies that are five letters and are interesting <laughs> yeah. interesting character. They're both character studies, too. They're both character yeah. studies. But that's yeah, why, Logan was great. Logan bumped Joker just barely. I like it a little more.
2: That's why I. That's another reason why I put Joker on my list
0: because hmm. it's different. Yes, Zach, what is your number seven?
2: Okay, this guy. This might. This guy. This might make you guys mad. Okay. The Last Jedi. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's. It, I put Force Awakens on there. Uh. Okay. Well, I did it because. All I can do is, I, here's the thing about this movie. I have not seen it since me me and Andy went to see it together with a bunch of our friends one time, like, really early uh, in the morning. And, like, I haven't seen it since we did that hmm. at all. I, I even own it. And I still haven't watched it again. But um, what I remember is having so much fun watching the movie and then when we got out, we were really excited and just talking all about it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. We went and got food somewhere and ate, talked about it for the whole time we were eating.
0: So it was more experience of nostalgia. It,
2: it was an exciting
1: time. Star Wars was back.
2: Yeah, that, that's kind of why I put it on. Because, like, here's the thing, too, is, like, I still don't really – in my mind, there's still not a whole lot that's really wrong with this movie, necessarily. Like, it doesn't have really awful problems or anything. It's just, like, people say, like, oh, you know, they, you know they'll say, oh, it's like, oh, go ahead. You know what they, are you going to say? You know they copied New Hope, right? Uh, yeah, that's the one thing people like to bring up most. That, that's then, me. He's doing his impression of me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I'm not going to argue against you. That's kind no. of basically true.
1: No, that's fine. I mean, I, I've never been against anyone enjoying anything. Uh, I like that movie, too. And you could nitpick, like, some movie-making bits about it, but really you'd just be being a pedantic dick. You're that's, just trying to be a dick when you're yeah. trying to tear it down that
2: much.
0: The
1: movie's fun. I mean, the movie's good. And it is just New Hope again, but
0: I liked New Hope, so, I mean, good job. It was, it knif- was
2: good, fun, competent Star Wars for a brief time.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Adams in our chat he says girl with light sword fucking nerds
2: another another cinematic event <laughs> that's true yeah it
0: had good, uh, i definitely like the setup and where it was going it's just the end result of being inconsistent between ryan Johnson and jJ abrams is what killed it, in my it no, let's just, not let's not get off in these weeds
2: again. we're gonna do that again later if we could just go all the way back to when when this had just come out we, we would still be happy and you know optimistic. You know, guys, true. guys, remember Star Wars
0: mania during WrestleMania time is when we're going to have the big battle of all the Star Wars
2: A battle of the triple threat, a three way dance.
0: <laughs> all right. So you yeah, already did your
1: next one. You want me to just jump yeah, in now?
0: Yeah, jump in for number six.
1: Um, this one kind of represents... Uh, The trilogy, but it's the best one in the trilogy. And it also, uh, I enjoyed it a lot because it's a lot of the most fun I've ever had doing the show. But I put Dawn of the Planet of the Apes here on my list. Um, I loved that movie. It's the best of those three, and all three of them are good. Like I, I, a lot of the movies we watch on the show, I'm like, yeah, uh, I get it. It's good. I'll probably never watch it again. But uh, the Apes movies, I own all of them on Blu-ray now, and I will watch them again. Um, Even the Tim Burton one? No, not that much. <laughs> I, I do own it, though, because it came in a box set with the other ones, but I just pretend I don't own it, even though I do. But yeah, all the new ones were, like, really good, and it really upsets me that Disney owns that property now, and as far as we can tell, they're not going to do anything with it. Which is a shame, because they put a lot of work, Fox did, a lot of work into bringing it back with that trilogy and I feel like they could, they could still. There's something there. You can still do something with that. And and Don, the middle one, I thought was the best of the three. So it's representing
0: those movies on my list. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't even have any Planet of the Apes on there. I'm I'm a bad Planet of the Apes fan, but whatever. You're
2: a, you're a fucking asshole.
0: That's fine. You like other movies more. That's that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Zach, what is your number six?
2: Uh, my number six is Hereditary.
0: Mm, I forgot mm. about that
2: movie. That's not very normy of you. No, there's a couple of things on here that might surprise people. Uh, and he's probably sick of hearing about this movie because in our group of friends, we, uh, if one of them shows up, decides to show up that one time we inevitably end up, somebody brings it up and we talk about it for a little bit without spoiling it for him because he still hasn't seen it. <laughs> um, mm. I thought this was like a great modern horror movie. Um, a lot of people uh, are kind of saying like, oh, the horror genre has kind of come back. And I, I sort of think that, yeah. Uh, especially from the 2010s, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but I, it's hard to talk about this movie that much because the the plot of it and everything is so integral to you enjoying the movie. Um, it, all I could really say about it is it, uh, it subverts expectations <laughs> and uh, it's genuinely creepy. It's been a long, a very, very long time since I've watched a movie and like ge- got genuinely weirded out by it and ma- made to feel like uncomfortable. Yeah. And this movie does that. Mm-hmm. And that's all, uh, all I'm willing
1: to say about it. <laughs> the, the last decade was actually really good for horror. I'd given up a hundred percent on ever watching horror movies again And I just realized it's kind of a shame there are no horror movies on my top 10. But in my um, honorable mentions, there are three. So a bunch of them got close. And that's a lot for me because I don't watch a lot of horror movies usually. Mm
2: -hmm. That's one of my big genres.
0: All right. My number six is a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. And boy, was he crazy in this film because he was like – Kinda of like a news reporter where you know shit happens, he has to catch it right away. In the movie oh, like, Nightcrawler.
1: Are you talking yeah. about Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler.
0: Yeah. Yes. I love that movie.
1: I didn't know I didn't even know you'd seen it before.
0: Yeah, I fucking love that movie. And
2: so the Jake Joe Hall played Nightcrawler?
0: Yeah. yeah and right. and X Men, remember? He
2: teleports? Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Bam. 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 <laughs> I recommend everybody to see that movie. I, I had a good time. That was one of the movies where I was just like, oh, I'm going to write this. This is going to be fucking uh... – I never heard of this movie before. And I was like, holy shit, this is a good movie. Yeah, I kind of came into it the same way. One of
1: my friends was like, this is a pretty good movie. I was like, I guess Jake Gyllenhaal isn't the worst. And he said, yeah, don't 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 look up anything about it. Just watch it. I said, Oh well, all right. And then I did, and I was glad I did.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's my number six. So, Andy, what is your number five? Uh oh, mine are out of order because I jumped Logan down.
1: Uh, Birdman, Birdman, Birdman. Oh, I
2: still want to see Birdman. I still have it.
1: Oh, you gotta! It's the best. Uh, Michael Keaton plays totally not the guy who played Batman, <laughs> trying to trying to get out of the shadow of a hero that totally isn't Batman, and he's uh, it's got a ton of great actors in it, and they're all doing a great job and it, it like the movie's like one shot and the soundtrack is just like a guy on drums just playing drums 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 and every once in a while you'll see him in the background which is really bizarre but that's the tone of the movie it's like bizarre and weird and it's like is this happening is this not happening um it's great Birdman is fantastic Zach I've got it if you ever need it
2: yeah I really need to watch that, especially because I'm kind of a big Michael Keaton fan who is it? he's the best
0: and I want to add that that is also my number five, and what Andy just said. <laughs> uh, I totally agree with what Andy said. So that's my number five. Zach, what is your number five?
2: Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Ooh,
0: that's on my list
2: also. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching this. I'm a huge QT fan. I, I've pretty much liked all of his movies, even Hateful Eight. I just think it's probably his weakest.
1: Yeah, it's his weakest. But I mean, what's with even
2: hateful hate? Like people don't hate that movie, do they? Some people don't really like it. Uh-huh. They, they 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 complain a lot about like, man, they didn't do anything. They just went to a shack and they are in that shack for like three hours. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the point of the, I, we're
1: talking about Hateful Eight. We're supposed to be talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but real quick, everyone like likes to jerk off all over the first scene in Inglorious Bastards, like where he just like asks for the milk and they talk in English and he's like and you point to the floorboards. And it's like really tense. I do love that scene. Tarantino just wanted to make an entire movie that was like that scene. That's what Hateful Eight is.
2: That's yeah. I feel like that's what he did like yeah. I, uh, granted i'll give people that that's what he ended up coming out with wasn't what i expected no i mean it is it is the weakest of his movies i agree with that but anyway <laughs> anyway what's up? time? yeah <laughs> uh did you guys talk about this when it came out i don't think i was on the podcast the movie podcast yet.
1: i talked about it but dubs you didn't see it at the time did you i didn't see it Yeah. okay yeah i just kind of gave my
2: quick it's great. Go see it. And that was kind of it. Okay. I don't want to say anything that that much about it. Uh, I really love the dynamic between, uh, uh, Cliff Booth and, uh, uh, Jake Cahill in the movie that makes this movie. I think.
1: Yeah. Honestly, there was some, some of the peripheral stuff is good and I'm glad it's there, but you could lose it and still have an excellent movie. If it's just the two of them.
2: Mm -hmm. I kind of, uh, I don't know. It was just a lot of fun to watch. I, I got totally into it, and I loved all the dialogue and the characters. It's, a lot of the QT stuff that you like him for is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, including, unsu- like, you're totally not expecting something really insane and humorous and violent to happen. That always gets me. <laughs> this movie, unlike some of his others, like, they build to a point,
1: and then something insane happens. This one builds to a point, and then something insane happens, and then something more insane happens, and then something more insane happens and then it's over and then it's just over (laughs) and you're exhausted you can't leave the theater because your legs don't work
2: yeah (laughs) but that's that's my number five
0: that's a tarantino movie right there oh yeah yeah brother see it i will number four andy what is you
1: um again mine aren't in the order of importance so we will just consider this once upon a time in hollywood is on my list too um I'd add that uh, the period stuff is super great. I love old Hollywood. I love like that era and learning about it. I love yeah. movies about making movies. I like um, the player. I like singing in the rain. I like stuff like that. So once upon a, H- once upon a time in Hollywood was excellent.
0: Uh, Adam's making dad jokes in the chat. He says, you can't leave the theater because of a sticky floor of damn kids. <laughs> I love
2: those dad jokes. Um, number four for you, Zach.
0: What is it? The Avengers. Oh, did that come out this decade
2: or last decade? T- 2012. Oh, huh. Feels like so- it feels like it's longer ago than that. But I mean, Maybe that's it eight, It's eight years ago now, though.
1: That might have made my short list if I'd realized that.
2: Well, I put Avengers on here for the same reason I put Avengers Endgame on here, which is. It, it was a big event, but it, like, honestly, at that time, it was still kind of like, you know, Iron Man came out and that was kind of cool and everybody liked it. Yeah. And then they did Captain America and Thor and all that. And the weird Hulk movie. Uh, yeah. and, it went, and then the, it was like, are they really going to do this? Is this going to happen? Like, that was yeah. still what everybody was thinking.
1: I remember that's what everyone was excited about. Like, people would see the new Marvel movie and be like, I can't wait for the post credit sequence. I want to see the next snippet.
2: Of what will be the adventures. Like, that's what's exciting. And then it finally happened. And it was like, oh oh my God, we're here. This actually happened. And it's like, and if you're a comic book fan, this is just double cool to you because I am. And it, it, like, I never would have really thought in my whole life up to that point, like, something like this would have actually happened.
0: But it did. And then he starts Thanos, uh, like, you know, a pre. CGI of him in the end credit scene. It was like, oh my God, Thanos. And then we didn't see him for like five years. <laughs>
2: this movie may be more than uh, any of the others. I think kind of really encapsulates like what makes the good Marvel formula movie, so to speak. It's got all the characters at this point that have been established and they, they get together and they all have quippy snippy fun dialogue and All the characters are very different from each other, mm-hmm. and they play off of that, and the action was cool. It was a lot of fun.
0: Adam said Iron Man made it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree, but I, I think having all those characters on the screen was like, holy shit, guys, it's happening.
2: If Iron Man has nobody to play off of, then nobody gives a fuck about him. That shot, that shot
1: where they all they all stand back to back, and the camera sweeps around them, and they're all like getting ready to fight. That has become one of the most iconic shots in cinema now.
2: It has, yeah. It's in a lot of like stuff, showing right. like movies. It's
1: it's movie. like it's up it's up there with with you know the most famous shots from 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 anything else from from fucking Casablanca. Like everyone knows that now. Yeah, like Avengers is part of the
2: cultural uh, zeitgeist
1: now. Marty, and...
2: so that's <laughs> I just I, lo- I love Marty. I'm just get I, I like to just troll about that. I actually don't have a big issue with it.
0: Martin C- casey you fuck.
2: Martin Martin's s- Italian man Scorsese. Scorsese.
0: fucking eyebrow man,
1: eyebrow man. <laughs> he does have some prominent eyebrows.
0: Hmm. My number four is pretty quick. Uh, I thought it was. I like a lot of movies that is very dialogue heavy, uh, not into the whole, you know, having different settings and making it all actiony and all that stuff. But ex machina was probably one of my favorite movies. Of yes. The another great one. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much Oscar Isaac, he was, uh, in this movie and he was like fucking amazing. Um, yeah, uh, it's weird. I keep seeing the people who are in
1: the new Star Wars movies and other stuff and being like, oh, man, they hired a bunch of people with great range. Hmm. Adam Driver specifically, but Oscar Isaac has been killing it. He's also in, it's directed by the same person, but he's in Annihilation. Uh, he's he's kind of supporting, and Natalie Portman is the, the main actress in that, but hmm. he's great in that too. Annihilation is also good. I would like to add a little asterisk to your ex machina
0: yeah and also the you know the spy in Rise of skywalker was like the main guy in that movie (laughs) 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 fucking asshole we knew you were the spy you asshole i'm the spy i love how he fucking says that too (laughs) (laughs) come on okay andy you're number three but not so number three um, geez, where am I on this list? Oh, uh,
1: I can't believe it hasn't come up yet. This would be if I did rank them. This would be probably in the top three or so. Mad Max Fury Road. I can't get enough of that movie. Mm. Uh, it's it's just a nonstop chase scene. It's always exciting. Uh, what little dialogue there is is like poignant, and it's it's it feels utilitarian, but it still does well to like develop characters and stuff like that. Um, the movie's gorgeously shot it's done with as many practical effects as possible which that alone makes it deserve praise except for the fact that it's also well written and well storyboarded and well edited and
0: um i love it i love it mm-hmm. zach you're number two brother i thought it was
2: number three number, yeah, I th- think it's number three number three, number three brother number three brother you're the third three man is midsummer you liked midsummer more than hereditary yes huh um mostly because of well for, for one thing it's very different from midsummer or not for midsummer uh, hereditary and uh again it's like kind of hard to talk about this without like kind of ruining it with the plot and everything but um I'll say this: uh, I've never been more tense watching a movie the entire time that mo- uh, is arguably a horror movie that takes place entirely in the daytime. It's always daylight almost all the time, <laughs> and you're 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 feeling very unnerved by by this movie the whole time because of the things going on in it. Um, basically, like I guess I could sort of sum up a little bit what happens: is some girl goes on this weird like foreign exchange. Like cultural event thing, like some some guy in their class is from Sweden or something, mm-hmm. kind of far out, and convinces all of them to go with them to like his village's cultural, uh, like, festival thing that happens every 100 years or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they're all like, "Yeah, let's do it, let's go." And on the face of it, it's kind of like one of those dumb, dopey, a bunch of college students go to Europe to fuck off kind of things. And it, to- <laughs> it totally turns that on top of his head. <laughs> um,
0: like every horror movie.
2: Yeah. I mean, but like actually in a really good way. <laughs> Unlike a lot of the shitty horror movies that came out in the previous decade. <laughs> hmm. um, uh, Ari Aster is the guy that directed both of these movies. And I can say just based off of watching these two movies, I'm kind of a big fan of him now. And I think he's probably one of the better directors in horror at this point. Uh, he has said recently though he's not doing another horror movie next he needs a break after watching both these movies you can see why mm. <laughs> they're pretty fucking intense both of them are what else does he want to direct I don't know I don't care I'll watch it yeah. <laughs> so Midsummer.
0: okay my number three so these next three movies are a Christopher Nolan movies because he's one of my favorite directors of all time which one's Dunkirk <laughs> this one right now <laughs> oh. uh, and if you want to, and I, I, I almost did that. If you want to hear our, our fucking uh, podcast, go watch episode one. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to say
2: anything else because I'm an asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we
2: did both see Dunkirk when it came out,
0: though. Yeah, and it was our first episode, I believe. Wow. That's
2: one I wanted to see, and I just I never got around to it because I like Christopher Nolan a lot too.
0: Mm. It, this movie didn't have any character building, but it made you feel like you were in the war, and the shots were amazing, and every scene felt intense, and like, you were like, what the fuck is going on? Even though you know the end result of what that uh, happened in history. but uh, oh I mean,
1: honestly, a lot of Americans are unfamiliar
0: with, uh, with the Battle of Dunkirk,
1: because we weren't in the war yet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for a lot of American viewers, it was still somewhat interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. and that was my number three so andy what is your number two but not into so number two um let's see
1: i want to talk about this one next i'm doing them out of chronological order now because that's completely shot i really struggled with putting this one on the list because it feels like i just saw it and i you know maybe i should let it settle but since i saw this movie a few months ago i cannot stop thinking about it and especially now that um they give a little context to when we're recording. This. The Oscars were just announced, what like this morning or yesterday morning, and it got a bunch of pretty historical nods just because of, uh, of where it's from. But I have *Parasite* on my list, the South Korean movie, and it's almost impossible to say what genre that movie is. It's got elements of horror, it's got elements of kind of dark comedy, it's a drama, it's it's just a well directed. Well acted movie, and it's so new. I don't really want to say that much about it yet, especially now that it got the Oscar nod, because that's going to make a lot of people want to go see it. And it's still in theaters in some places in the country. So, uh, I, I don't. Parasite's just an extremely great movie. Um, it's, I, it's either that or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was my favorite movie this year. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the, like the safe guess, but man, like I said, since I saw Parasite, I think about it all the time. Like, what happens in that movie? Mm. So, it's great, and if you haven't seen it and get a chance to see it in theaters, definitely do it. Especially considering it's been out so long at Nave, and matinee of it, it's going to be like
0: five bucks. I got the uh, AMC uh, A-Star list or whatever it's called, so I get to see like three mo- movies per week for free.
1: Do they have Parasite?
0: Yes. Good, go. You will, you will like that movie.
2: <laughs> We're putting you on assignment. No, um... it,
0: Dubs, you will like that movie, I'm sure of it. I definitely want to go see it. So that's probably next on my my hit list of movies.
1: Zach, uh, you'd like it too. I'm not saying like oh, only doves would like it, but it's it's a very it's a, it's a it's a movie I could really see doves enjoying.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Zach, what is your number two of the decade?
2: My number two is Captain America: Winter Soldier. And
0: I thought you said something different. I thought you said capsule. America? capsule
2: corporation the history of trunks
0: <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> captain america winter soldier uh and I, I i like this one the most out of all these marvel comic booky movies
1: it's it's got one of the most complex grown-up
2: intelligent plots i think it's really like a kind of a spy espionage movie mixed with comic book stuff but the thing is if you don't really know much about captain america that's kind of what his comics sort of turned into in like the 2000s -hmm. uh ed Brubaker and someone else started writing it. it got all that way yeah like before captain america was like just generic adventure man forever after being like a you know the the world war ii comics and he punches hitler and all that shit (laughs) but um
0: remember when when captain america said hail hydra
2: yeah i remember (laughs) it was funny (laughs) but uh like uh this movie has great action in it a lot of you know it's practical stunt work stuff that's really cool and uh I like, I'm kind of a sucker for espionage thrillery kind of movies if they're done like this. Mm-hmm. And so this was comic books on top of that, so I was like double into it.
0: Did you and, know, uh, did you know oh, that this movie was a crossover event for the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show?
2: Uh, yeah, I was kind of, I think I stopped watching it back then because I thought it was getting boring. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched like the first two or three seasons of that show and just well, I checked out.
0: <laughs> Understandable.
2: But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie also kind of firmly entrenched, like, I really like this Captain America they have on the screen. He's a cool guy. I like him. Nice. uh, Yeah. That's all my thoughts on Winter Soldier, I guess.
0: Sweet. Number two of the decade. Holy shit. Uh, Mine is a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Inception. Yep. Thank you for spoiling <laughs> it. You fuck. Did you? Did you? Well, you
2: see already
1: the... told us the director. That narrows it down pretty well. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you see the recent interview where, like, somebody asked Leo, like, "What? So, what happens at the end of Inception?" And he's <laughs> like, "I, I don't know, man. I'm just so into my character. I just, I don't think about that shit." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow. Okay.
0: Fair enough. He's too busy fucking young girls anyway. I guess. <laughs> Legal young girls." Uh, to my knowledge, at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Inception is number two. I This was my number one movie for a really, really long time until my number one comes up. Uh, and don't spoil it yet, even though you know. Wait,
1: didn't, that's weird. Did, didn't you say the top three movies were all from Christopher Nolan? Mm-hmm. Yes, The Fire Rises. No. Come on. Damn it, come on. <laughs> I thought I thought you had teased. Okay, never mind. Let's keep
0: going. Okay. Yeah, so that's my number two, Inception. I just you want to say anything about Inception? It had a good... I, I love the whole like invading people's fucking dreams and, and dream building and shit. And I, I, I just like it. I don't know. It, it, it was something where it made me think, like,
2: hmm, I mean, it was a cool original kind of sci-fi-ish movie. Would you call it that?
0: I would call it that. Yeah, I would call it that. I mean, that's a sci fi movie for sure. Mm. Yeah. It was just, the cast was amazing too. I think this was like one of Tom Hardy's breakout roles too. Yeah, and Ken Watanabe doesn't get enough work anymore. It's bullshit. Mm.
2: Yeah, what the hell, man?
0: <laughs> Hollywood hates Asians. Confirmed.
2: Oh, God. We're getting that shit.
0: <laughs> All right, Andy, what is your number one film of the decade?
2: uh
1: not necessarily number one but the last one i have to talk about is actually one of my favorites another one that would make the top three no problem when we did our awards show a few years ago i talked about it an awful lot and this is a movie i stand by this it's taking longer than i thought it would but i stand by this people are going to recognize this movie down the road as man that movie was great i can't believe it it's a total cult classic and it's going to get really really popular uh Blade Runner 2049 the movie is way better than it had any business being it was way better than most people gave it any credit as being it's gorgeous to look at it's well acted um honestly the weakest actor in it is is still really good the only problem I had with it is Harrison Ford does this whole confused old guy thing but, it, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It makes sense for this movie. But everything he's been in lately, he's just a confused old guy who doesn't want to be in this because it's a sequel to something he did in the 80s. That's all he does now. Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Blade Runner. But uh Just let
2: Harrison Ford die.
1: Yeah, just leave, leave him alone. Harrison <laughs> Ford doesn't want to be in your stupid bullshit, comic book, sci-fi adventure nonsense anymore. But uh, Blade Runner, uh, it's another... Um, uh, Ryan Gosling movie. Like I said, I, I'd love to just crawl inside of his muscly arms. And just <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. Uh, I, I love uh, I love his his stupid, terrible, typecasted, under uh, under emoting acting. I know it drives some people crazy, but I really like it. There's like. That edge, Lord Middle Schooler, in me, It's always like, yeah, don't say anything, Ryan Gosling. No, like, you just stand there and look cool. Yes, I love this. In and your everything sweet
2: scorpion jacket.
1: Everything's neon, and everything is super well designed by by artists who super know what they're doing. Um, you, just wait, just wait. It's a, it's going to be a few more years, and people are going to start realizing. Oh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine was a masterpiece. I still, that's I still kind of more. what happened with Master, or with with a uh, Blade Runner.
2: I still, I still need to watch that. I, I just fucking missed the boat on it.
1: Uh, it's, it's good. I, most people did. I think most people were like, I'm not going to go see that. It came out against something. I can't remember. It came out against, I want to say, a Marvel movie. And it stole a lot of its thunder. And it's just, it was kind of like an imperfect storm of this movie's going to get, like, shuffled a little bit. But I, I mark my words, that. man, a movie's great. People are going to start realizing it.
2: I always thought the original Blade Runner was, like, a cult movie. Like, Yeah. It, it no, it bombed. is. When
1: it, when it came out, it did not do well. That's what I'm saying. Like, 2049 yeah. is going to do the same thing Blade Runner did. People are going to be talking about it later as, like, one of the great movies of this decade. If not if not, one of the best sci-fi
2: movies of the genre. Which yeah. one do you like better? The original or no, the The original, but not yeah. <laughs> by much. Not by much. All right. You know, that's a good endorsement.
0: Now, I'm going to probably say something very controversial. Oh, um, boy. I have many gay friends and this is a setup for a joke. So it's not like I'm being like you're a dossier or anything, but when Andy said, I want to fall into Ryan Gosling's muscly arms and stuff, the first thing that came to mind was Ryan Gosling and remember the Titans when he played that gay guy.
1: Was he in that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen that movie since high school.
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) I was like,
1: I, I love Ryan Gosling. though. He's great in, um, place between the pines mm. he's he's great and uh only god forgives holy shit he's great in that
0: <laughs> alan bosley that was his name <laughs> and remember the titans oh man i want to watch remember the titans and i do agree with you Andy. i think ryan gosling is probably uh the man of the decade or the actor of the decade decade for uh that decade what's Seriously. that movie
2: hey uh, was he in the other guys i forget gosling yeah,
1: I don't think
2: so. Oh, Goddamn, hang Marky on.
1: Marky Mark is, um, with Will Ferrell, obviously. Uh, no,
2: I'm I'm confusing
0: that with another movie. Hang on, uh, okay. Man. Keep you, going. Keep bantering. Are you talking about Four Brothers? No, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. But uh, Zach, your number one is up now.
2: Uh, okay. My number one is uh, The Lighthouse.
0: Oh wow. Oh man. That's
2: another movie I'm watching it's so good. Um I wanted to see this because I watched The Witch and I, I liked it pretty well. The Witch was in my
0: runner up list.
2: Like it didn't I don't think I liked it as much as a lot of other people did, but like I still thought it was like this is cool and unique. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to what else this guy does. I kept hearing he's doing this movie with the lighthouse, and it's gonna have Willem Dafoe in it. And it I was like, steals the show. And yeah, he does. Like, man, this movie is just about two guys stuck in a lighthouse doing bullshit work the entire time. I think my
0: favorite my, <laughs> my favorite line in that movie is when Robert Patterson is, like, fucking drunk out of his mind. He's like, I just want to fuck a fuck steak. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of great lines in this movie.
2: <laughs> my favorite part is when they're, like, they both drink and they kind of bond a little bit. And then he tells them, like, I don't like your your, your lobster stew or whatever the fuck. And it causes William Willem Defoe to flip out and give like go on this huge tirade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I lost my shit when that, that happened. I can't even re- repeat it. Like it's because it's so long. He basically monologues for like five minutes, calling him an asshole.
0: <laughs> the, the
1: script the script, like all the dialogue is written by Eggers, right? The director. Uh, I I think but, it, but it's based on
2: like stuff that was actually written in the period. Yeah, he's doing, like, he, he's mostly doing, like, period piece kind of movies. Yes. Mm. Um, and I, I like the cinematography of this movie. It's all black and white, and it's also shot four by three, which is really interesting.
1: Dubs and I watched a movie shot in four by three, and we both liked it. A ghost story. I think it was almost in my short list.
2: <laughs> I've heard of that movie. Yeah. I, I, it really lended to the story and everything, though, because it made it feel, like, extra claustrophobic and shit. Cause like he's stuck in this shitty old lighthouse, and he's just like, I guess he's feeling trapped. Maybe he's feeling trapped by his past or some shit. Oh. <laughs> um, I was pretty much captivated by the movie the whole time. and I was constantly wondering like, what's going on? What's happening?
0: I know? I do this thing now with every William Defoe movie or wherever I see him in. Is after he says a sentence, I go Spider Man,
2: Spider Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know i am something of a lighthouse keeper myself <laughs> spider-man sleep God damn it. even i even i watch speed 2 <laughs> what you, and i'm just like where's spider-man i'm gonna blow up this damn ship Anyway, um, Dumb, I, was, I, the
1: <laughs> I thought that you teased that you had seen something very recently that you're going to put in your list, and I didn't hear it in your list.
0: It was Flash.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought you meant like something
0: recent. I thought you were teasing that 1917 was in on your list. Yeah, but that wasn't from Christopher Nolan. I thought he. I know.
1: That's why I was confused. I was like, Wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm.
2: Didn't Christopher Nolan make 1917 the Battle of Dunkirk? <laughs> That's great. That's a great war, Vietnam War movie.
0: <laughs> Goddamn. Anyway, uh, I'm big into astrology, and I'm gonna say it's Interstellar. Um, oh, I
2: thought I, you were gonna say Rise of Skywalker. No. No, he said Christopher <laughs> Nolan.
0: Yeah.
2: Christopher Nolan directed. Let's. No, I was kidding.
0: If he directed that movie, I'd probably like shit in his mouth. Good <laughs> damn. <laughs> uh, <gonna> settle down. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Matthew McConaughey, he's up and down when it comes to his role. He, because there's a lot, remember Sahara? I think that was the last <laughs> movie I was like, fuck Matthew McConaughey. It's hey, like- that movie's exactly <laughs> as good as it needs to
2: be. Yeah, you fucker.
1: <laughs> no, I think you're right, though. I think Matthew McConaughey is part of this, like, this, this group of actors that, like, a director has got to just drag a good performance out of mm-hmm. like it, they're capable of it they're really good actors mm-hmm. but if they don't care you're not going to get a good performance adam sandler is one of those
0: guys yes uncut gems i heard good things about that but oh it's great
1: uh, obviously now isn't the time to talk about it, but uncut gems is great i recommended it as well
0: a lot of There's... a lot of memes come from interstellar which is funny but just just how like Matthew McConaughey delivers his lines because he'd be like cuz there was a robot there was a robot named Tars in there he'd be like Tars can you give she me was... give me more speed Tars there you go and then he like he would talk to his daughter and <laughs> it'd be like time is just like a you know a box of chocolate you never know when you're going to eat it and that wasn't a line that was that was... <laughs> I was about to say what the fuck Yeah I was going to say that doesn't sound like a very well written dialogue <laughs> But that's how he delivered his line, and and it wasn't great, but it was enough to be like, wow, this movie's still fucking good, even though like Matthew McConaughey is like doing a subpar job. Total ham bone. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I forgot the guy. He he was in Frasier, I think. What was the guy's name? Oh my god, it's fucking. I don't Who think was he was even Fraser. What? I don't think he was. I might have mixed up my fucking TV shows in the 90s. So, <laughs> Hold on.
1: Kelsey Grammer? Is there,
0: yeah, there you go. He was in Yeah, that he's
1: Frasier, that's right.
0: That's oh, what no. I said, he's Frasier. Oh, no, no, not not him. John Lithgow. He was in that movie. Oh, he you're thinking about Third Rock from the Sun, maybe? <laughs> One of the 90s fucking shows. But he was great in that movie. And it, I believe there was also another person in that movie that was great. Everybody was fucking great in this movie. And, oh, even fucking, uh, who's a, f- Matthew Damon. Uh, Matt Damon. What? Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon. He was a, what? He, he was, he was
1: a,
2: Why are you doing that? Matt Damon. <laughs>
1: Haven't you ever seen Team America? World Police.
2: <laughs> Fuck no.
1: Oh, whatever. That movie's great. But that's what that's from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was like, what the hell Damon. are you all doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was <laughs> I thought it was like some kind of weird M joke I just wasn't in on <laughs> well it, 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 you gotta see Team America that you're in on it I, I know America fuck yeah that's it that's all yeah. I know <laughs>
0: well that and We're Guards you mm. we gotta watch
1: the movie for those okay
0: yeah it, it's really good it's a well written movie some people like write it up. be like oh my god it's too long for me to watch I don't, I don't want to watch this shit <laughs> what? yeah I don't know people are weird
2: most people like most movies nowadays are fucking over two and a half hours <laughs> oh yeah dude, dude. if that's what you need to tell a story, do it, but if you don't, then don't
1: please Jedi oh yeah, yeah.
0: and Cat, Casey Affleck uh you know kills his family by not leaving a place where like a dust bowl is like going in his fucking throat with all too much dust in the nostrils. What an asshole but anyway the fuck? yeah. <laughs> You never seen Interstellar?
2: No, that's another one I just kind of let pass me by. You, you need to watch it. Tell telling you this, I told you I play way more games than I watch movies. <laughs> okay, but um, oh yeah, real quick, a double back when we we're talking about Ryan Gosling. It was the Nice Guys, is what I was thinking of. Oh really? yes, he's Ryan Gosling is totally not Ryan Gosling in that movie. <laughs> hmm. It's kind of fun.
0: Oh, and Adam agrees with me. He, he fucking loves Interstellar. So, Inter- Interstellar Bay Bay. Uh, but that, that is our games and movies of the decade. Hey, and... real quick,
1: did you guys have uh, any cast-offs, any uh, honorable mentions?
2: Um, mm. let me think. Nice Guys was kind of on the list there. Huh. Um,
1: I like that movie, too.
2: Yeah what else Uh, what else i I don't
1: know i just made a big long list and i had to cut from it i just kind of wanted to real quick run down it uh grand budapest hotel the master the artist creed dunkirk get out it follows knives out logan lucky thor ragnarok avengers infinity war the witch the revenant skyfall skyfall is the closest i really wanted it to be on the list but i just couldn't get it on there
2: hmm
0: yeah
2: i didn't really do it uh Shortlist for movies. Uh, it was a lot easier for me to do movies than it was games. Ah, um,
0: it was the inverse for me. Yeah, I guess War of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, um, Rise. No, no, okay. Um, I would probably say Captain America: Civil War was close to up there.
2: Yeah, that was another one that, but I bumped it.
0: And that's it, I think. Oh, and Pacific Rim, another Del, Tor- del Taco movie.
2: Let's <laughs> go stick now. Guillermo Del Taco. Um, hurricane Heist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the movie was kind of fun if you just shut your brain off and watch it.
0: I did not see it. <laughs>
2: there's a heist while there's a hurricane.
0: Wow. <laughs> All right. So should we close this out so we can head on to our episode 91? Or do you want to postpone until tomorrow for episode 91 and do like a double feature of episode 91 and then me and Zach are getting some color? Let's just do it. Fuck it. I'm not scared. It's more are of you a... scared? Are you afraid? It's more of Andy. Andy, do you have to get up and oh, work not...
1: No, I'm ready. I don't have to work tomorrow until 1130.
0: Okay. So we're gonna get right into it. Actually, before, I mean, this will be a cut, right? This will be a unique episode. and You gotta do a new intro. Yeah. So okay. before I end it here,
2: cut this out. Cut this. Cut this. Cut <laughs> out. Cut how out, do you powders. how do you reverse the tape? To cut, cut this out.
0: Fuck. 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 Cut this.
2: Email me if you know how to turn this off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to catch all of our goofiness, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. We also updated our site. If you go to NerdReview.com, it looks all nice and shiny and and nice. I said nice already, but whatever. And fine. Yeah, It looks nice. I, I think our next Big Trouble Little Podcast Plus episode will be um, 1917. Probably not next week. Unless, unless, Andy, if you want to do it next week, it's up to you. So what? 1917, if you want to do a Big Trouble Little Podcast Plus. Episode. Uh, i could do that i
2: yeah i could do that
0: and zach if you do watch it within that week then you could be a part of it if you want to sounds like yeah, to it.
2: i'm trying to watch it i'm gonna try to watch it this weekend if it doesn't work out i might just go by myself or something
0: okay <laughs> yeah so uh until next time everybody uh have a good good night Bye. have a good decade that too peace. Thanks for listening.